Hi, I'm David Pogue. Welcome to the RV Navigator Podcast, your digital home for the RVing lifestyle. Visit the RV Navigator homepage at rvnavigator.com for additional information about each episode. And now, here are your hosts, Ken and Martha, podcasting from their mobile studio that might be parked in a campground near you. Hello, dear listeners. This is Ken, your RV navigator. And Martha, the co-pilot, talking to you from our at-home studio after a wonderful stay at the Indiana Dunes State Park. We did have a good time at the dunes, didn't we? The and weather we picked, was perfect. <laughs> we picked the, the perfect week to go camping. Uh, the temperatures were in the 70s, and we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. A nice cool and, and breeze cool off breeze the lake. In the, in the morning. Uh, it was cool for sleeping. Good and for campfires. The Indiana Dunes has a very nice beach. It's wide, it's sandy, it's clean. But too many of you have been coming there because we made this reservation the 3rd of January. It was the only date we could get. Hey, but we did see a listener. We did. And Somebody stopped, stopped by to say out. hello to the RV Navigators, and we're always happy to say hello to our listeners whenever you can find us on the road. And we were in a campground near them. So we did make this reservation quite a long time ago. Mm-hmm. July, January 3rd, I made said. this reservation. Yeah. And I could only get three nights, but uh, three nights is about Perfect all you need nights. there. Uh, the Indiana Dunes State Park has a beautiful campground. Spacious. But do not get it confused with, with the Indiana Dunes National, National Seashore Park. Park. National Park now. Yeah. It used to be a National Seashore. Right. And now it's a National Park. But the National Park is not nearly as nice as the Indiana Dunes. This is because State the Park. State Park was built first, and it claimed all the prime real estate <laughs> and the good beach and had uh, room to build a nice big campground for rigs of all sizes. Right. And so the National Park came in much, much later and snatched up bits of property here and there. They do have a beach area you can go to. And they have a campground, but it's uh, primitive. It wouldn't be good for our motorhome. No. And you have to have a National Park Pass to go there, just as you would for any other National National Park and the Indiana Dunes State Park has a day fee as well. So it's $12 a day, but the, that's included in the camping fee. I think the camping fee was $32, which is pretty reasonable these days. It's a nice campground with Water a electric? spacious no. Only electric. Oh, yeah. Water. <laughs> so you have to bring your own On water, site. but they have very nice bathhouses and the, the place is kept very clean. So all around, uh, it's a very nice campground, and it'll accommodate uh, rigs of any size. And there were lots of tenters there. There were people with pop-ups. There were virtually every type of uh, camping is accommodated. Uh, so Happy it, families. Happy families, lots of kids, bikes, all sorts of good stuff. So we can definitely uh, drive about 65 miles from our house to get there, so it's not even much of a drive. We were primarily exercising our motorhome. And which performed well. Yeah. So we did, after it has been sitting for uh, several months, we started it up and took it on this trip, and everything worked. The slides worked. The water pump worked. The yay air rah. conditioning worked. Yay, rah. Everything was, has been good. So our camping world is in good shape. One of the things we were not able to do, which we sometimes enjoy, is a view of the Chicago skyline oh, yeah. across the, the lake because that's the slim... I've got some great pictures, and maybe even one it's of our the horizontal pictures is that. view, not the vertical view. Yeah. view. And I'm feeling a little verklempt as I'm talking to you today because we 
we are suffering from particulate matter from the smoky fires in Canada, and I think those obscured our view last week of the city as well. Yeah, this uh, fires from Canada's uh, wildfires is really causing a big problem. Of course, we saw New York, which was really bad. Uh, we're about half as bad. Where it's not at. They were at 500 parts per million Almost, or whatever, yeah. and we were at 198 today. But we have no sun, and they are saying don't exercise and don't uh, don't get out and do things in the in the outdoors because of the smoke. bad smoke. Oh, so. I guess the, <laughs> this is something we hadn't really expected. We like to be here of. in the summer because it's when it's pleasant to be outside yeah. and do things outside and exercise. In fact, I just got back from a little bike ride, which is part of my knee therapy. The knee therapy. Um, I am slowly but surely getting better, although it's taking too damn long. Sorry. The knee gets congested like a bad head cold and the best therapy i have for that when that happens is to go for a little bike ride and spin my legs around and i just came back from one so that i could sit still and talk to you for an hour or so now on august 2nd we go for a cruise from bergen to new york city for a month Will she be going on the cruise? No problem. No? Jeez, oh, no problem. I, I even hope to return to climbing stairs on a cruise ship, <gasps> which I wasn't able to do last time. Our house really doesn't have any stairs except for the basement, but I've been able to do four trips up and down into the basement around Magic. without stopping. So is this better than you could do before? Uh, depends when, which before we're talking about. <laughs> Recent before. <laughs> Um, recent before, I could not go down at all, just sideways. Uh-huh. I don't forget what you call that. When you're climbing up a ski slope without a lift, hmm. that sideways walking. What is that called? Telemark? I don't know. I don't know. So what's your percentage? I think I'm in the 90s now. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I would say it would only be in the 80s. Why? Because I complain so well, much? Well, <laughs> 80, you're 80% of, of perfect. You're 90% of what you were before. Well, when was I perfect? The day I was born? <sighs> the day I first learned how to walk? Where, I'm, where I'm are being we a good on? husband. Oh, you've been perfect for years, dear. <laughs> <laughs> As she lets me know. Amazingly, one of the other things I'm still having great problems with is kneeling. It came to me that I have not been able to kneel smoothly onto the ground <laughs> in 20 years. So those I had to show her. He had How to give to me kneel, lessons. lessons in kneeling. <laughs> the muscles aren't there. The coordination isn't there. Incredible pain is there. So that's another one of the things. And I just that take I'm, it for granted. When I want to get down on my knees, I just do, do it. it. And I never, never really think about how to do it or what I do. And so she asked me, well, how do you get down on your knees? And I'm like, huh? Just do it. <laughs> you just bend them and you down until you get down to the ground, I guess. I don't know. But I, but there is a technique, and I had to uh, kind of rethink it in order and to... And I guess equally importantly, as I also suffer trying to get back up off the ground uh -huh. after I have managed to get down there, gravity does help you get down, but then you have to figure out how to rise. So it's not like I can't do it, but you don't want to watch. So uh, enough of these old age problems. But I want to offer encouraging words that if you have these kind of problems, they can be fixed with a replacement. And of course, I lost a friend. Oh. I sold my boyhood train set. 
Your Lionel trains? My Lionel trains from 70 years ago. A collector came by and offered offered to buy them. I'm not sure they ever worked. I haven't used them in probably 30 years. I never saw them work. Yeah, I would agree. But I had a nice Lionel train set, and he said, well, the tracks are really not worth anything because they're kind of rusted. And, well, but the cars and stuff, have you gone through your attic and gone through your basement to look and see what you have there that you might want to get rid of? Of great value. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go through the LPs next. Good. Glad to hear it. We have thousands of LPs. Does anybody out there collect LPs? Especially our our listeners who are thinking about full-timing. you got to do that stuff. Oh, I can't imagine. That's why we haven't full-timed. We can't get rid because of the house. Because you can't get rid of anything. We can get rid of the top of the house, but we can't get rid of the basement. <laughs> <That's just sad. laughs> and, when, but, and when there are those nasty storms, then it's good to have a place to hide. So the basement is definitely an asset. So with a tear, I say goodbye to the Lionel trains. Yeah. I had a steam engine and a diesel engine. What really warmed my heart is the guy who came over and bought them from you, who's just a few years younger than we are, opened these deteriorating cardboard boxes, and he kept saying, oh, cool, oh, neat. And I thought, somebody who has enthusiasm about your train is where we want it to go. But I'm fairly certain we did not recover the original cost of the trains. Back from when a dollar was worth a dollar. So I guess Lionel trains are really not a good investment if you're looking to make money, but... I wasn't looking to make money. And yours were the big size... O-gauge. O-gauge. He said H-O was... More popular because yeah. you can make a better tableau with... Smaller size. With smaller size. Well, the, uh, yeah. It taking over your whole house. Or but Lionel is, you know, is the name that you often hear so when you talk about With fond memories, we wave trains. goodbye. We took our bikes to the dunes, and we talked to you a couple uh, times ago about... Uh, the RVing bike book, and we uh, found that it was easy to get to bike trails right from the campground. So we could ride probably 20 miles or so on official paths, not on the roads, to do biking. Last time we didn't take our bikes, but this time it was uh, worthwhile because we had a good time biking around. We went to the visitor center and to several points along the way, and it's a nice forest bike ride. Nicely so done. if you're going to the Indiana Dunes State Park... Bring your bikes. Bring your bikes because your kids will enjoy them, and we certainly would recommend it. Did we ever stop to say that this is the July podcast? No, we didn't. <laughs> We so rattling on. This is well. All of our listeners know us. So. <laughs> well, some. This is episode two nineteen for July of two thousand twenty three, and of course, you will want to visit the rvnavigator.com website in order to see the associated links with this episode, episode two nineteen, and this is going to be a a, a time when you're going to want to visit. The website because we're going to have some very interesting pictures up there. Oh, why are they interesting? Well, you know that I do the calendar every month. Yes, I enjoy it. And we put the calendar as a wallpaper for your computer's background. And every month I do put the monthly calendar up there as, and one of my pictures that I've taken. And next month is going to be an, a very exciting one <laughs> because I have uh, recently downloaded the current update to Photoshop, uh, to the legitimate version of Photoshop. And this is the Photoshop beta that includes AI generation. And so 
this has been very exciting um, <laughs> and an eye-opening experience, to say the least. Uh, AI, of course, is the is the buzzword of 2022 and 23, and the thought that it would come to photography is it didn't occur to you. Well, it, it occurred to me. I didn't think I didn't think I would be able to implement it as easily as I have been. And one thing that I like about it is um, a lot of software things uh, heavily rely on icons, and to me, icons until I learn them are rather inscrutable. Uh-huh. But this software, you can just use words and write down what you want it to do, and it does it. So for people like me, that's a real blessing. So if you download the Photoshop beta, the actual. Photoshop beta. It has the AI embedded in it. So it's the standard Photoshop with uh, an AI component. <laughs> and the way this works, uh, well, it actually has a number of ways that it works, but uh, the one you're going to see here is you make a square and you outline a selection on the on the photo and you say, you type in words, Yay. And, and you say, add sailboats to this picture, square that you've outlined, or this box. So you choose the territory. Or you type in whatever words you want, and it then spends really a very short period of time, like 15 seconds, and it comes back with three choices of different things you can put in there. Different kinds of sailboats. So one of the things you're going to see if you go to our website is a very nice sunset. But I thought this sunset could be enhanced just a little. The sunset was taken in Victoria Island in Canada a few years ago. And I said, well, I would like to have some people on the beach watching the sunset. Watching the sunset. And so I made a little outline, a square, not a square, it can be any shape, uh, on the beach. And I said, let's put some people here. So, and there they are. And they look like they're integrated into the picture. I mean, it's perfectly just... scaled. So then I went over to the other side and I said, let's put some sailboats in there. And all of a sudden there were sailboats and they don't look pasted in. They, they really look, look right. They look very well. And then I put in some birds. <laughs> and then we put in some turtles laying eggs. And then, well, and then we went berserk and decided to start taking some of those things out again. It's yeah, so fun. Well, that's the cool part about it is, is that it puts each, each of the items into a layer, and you can turn those layers on and off so you can have as much fun as you want to. And I assume, this is a real sunset, the, the picture you're going to see, but I would assume that I could put in sunset and it would put make it into a sunset. Sure. Put in some lightning. <sighs> this is going to make every picture you ever see suspect, and I'm not sure you can tell. I mean, the resolution is the same, the quality looks the same, and... You can just keep saying generate new iterations of the suggestions. So I could take the people watching the sunset and I could say, oh, I don't like uh, five people. I want four people or I want three people. And it will keep making. uh, A couple holding hands. Yeah. Oh, kissing. (laughs) You could. Oh, I didn't do that. No. This is more of a family. Yeah. That's the cool part about it. And you could take these folks out, put different ones in, make it on a different layer, and just keep playing with the picture until it's just... The way you imagined it to be when you took it. And that's kind of cheating, isn't it? Very much so. But Photoshop is all about cheating anyway, isn't it? It always has been. No. <laughs> no, Photoshop is about enhancing your pictures to make them better. I have a a, a nice picture of... 
bales of hay with a red barn and the ocean in the background that I took in uh, Prince Edward Island. Prince Edward Island, right. I don't know why I picked this picture. I was thinking about making it into a calendar picture. That's why. And I said, I wonder if the Photoshop AI could make or would make an original that would match this one. So I typed in the words field, bale of hay, red barn, ocean in the distance. I typed that in. You, so I can make a brand new picture. From scratch. From scratch. And I showed it to several people, including... The person who was there. <laughs> it was a few years ago in my defense. <laughs> and... She honestly could not tell me which picture I made, which was the original, and which picture was the AI-generated. The whole picture was AI-generated. I, so I started from scratch. That's the other thing you can do. This It makes all, an all-new picture. And even though I had been there, and I remembered being there, and I remembered the day, I remembered p- taking pictures with my camera as well, <laughs> I could no longer differentiate your work from the computer AI work. What does that say about me? Nothing. It's just that your memory is not perfect and that the generated picture is really quite impressive. Um, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's it's going to transform my... You're going to leave your camera at home? Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. I really enjoy taking pictures. I know you do. So I probably would not do that, but... Will I try to enhance some of the pictures that I that are already good? And for me, I think it's going to be that the pictures we take are our real memories rather than <laughs> stuff we make up. So this is going to be interesting to see how this develops. So if you have a chance to give uh, Photoshop AI a try, uh, I would <laughs> absolutely recommend it. Uh, just just for the fun of it. I mean, it, just, just to, to see what's going it. on. And, yeah. of course, we've talked about ChatGPT before. If you don't have uh, a subscription to Photoshop, you can do something similar with, um, it's called Dolly. Yeah, Dolly. And I'm going to put a few links into the into the notes about comparisons of uh, the pictures uh, that each one of these makes and some other links about uh, AI generally in photography because it's becoming... <laughs> a must-have in your photographic software. I've been using quite a while the capabilities to automatically mask and remove people from pictures, and whew, it's uh, very impressive. And one of the other things that it does that uh, they do make a comparison here is where you can take a vertical photo and turn it into a horizontal and create on each side wings that were created uh, by the AI. Prior to this, they would take content that was in the picture and just draw it out to the edge. Stretch it, you mean? Would it look Stretch funny? it or reproduce it uh, multiple again, times, kind of like a mosaic too. pattern, you know, which didn't look very realistic. Whereas in this one, they it actually creates new content for the edges of the picture based on the content that's in the picture. That are appropriate. Very much so. So, Wow. Where is this going to take us? Yeah, I think people in our generation that were used to taking mostly horizontal pictures always feel somewhat dissatisfied by people's phone pictures, which tend to be vertical. It yes. really bothers me when people yes. take videos, but even still photographs, to me, I guess it's what I'm used to, look better horizontal. And this lets you do both. So if you take uh, Dolly and you stick your picture in there, it will make the the picture vertical or horizontal, whichever way you need to have additions. Ed- 
So I talk about the January 3rd as the date that I made our reservation for the campground in June. Oof, that's quite a ways away. But because we can plan ahead that far, we know. And we weren't there on a weekend either. It was a well, I couldn't get reservations for the weekend. At all. No. no. And, I, and I didn't want to be there on the weekend. But, but we are currently, we just are making reservations for our trip in the fall. Uh, after we come back from our cruise in September, we will be headed off to Florida. And we are going to kind of take our time and take a couple of weeks to get down there. And we were making our reservations. And how difficult was it? It was more difficult than it should be, especially yeah. on weekends. Uh-huh. I thought I think we there's did a weekend well. we're not paced the way I would like to be paced. And we find we always find somewhere. We got reservations at the Florida State Parks, at the COEs that we wanted, and lots of places that were that are public campgrounds that won't cost us that much. It's after about, Labor Day. After Labor Day for about 90 days in advance. And we're getting the reservations that we want. I don't know. People talk so much about uh, having a very difficult time getting reservations, but I think maybe they're locked into a schedule. Although we're kind of locked into a schedule kind heading of, south. Yeah. But be interested to hear how your reservations have been going. And, of course, we don't have to make reservations for the winter because we own the lot, so that's not an issue. But... How have the reservations gone for you as a camper? Have you been able to get reservations? In prime, we don't try for prime season. This is after except Labor for the dunes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, prime season is in the middle of the week in the summer in June, so yeah. that's not the super prime season. So it's always interesting to hear what you have to say, and so we can share with other listeners. But I would say, if you're asking me, that I had a vision of how we were going to get from here to there, and the pace is not right, and and the locations are not right because. Oh, we were influenced by when they were open. Yeah, but you got to kind of expect that, I think. Well, I don't expect that. I, I want to be the queen and just float around wherever I want. And yeah, and there were not there were some campsites, but but and they were big enough for us, and there yeah, were lots yeah. of them for we, smaller. We're limited because we're big. Too. Yeah. And as the queen, uh, I, we bow to the queen. I always like to camp in seventy degree temperatures where I don't need the air conditioning or the furnace. And we've joked about this for many years and told people that we choose our itinerary by following the seventies, which is. In a vague sort of way, true. But you may have seen this man started making maps of journeys around our beautiful country with that in mind, where you stay in the 70-degree range throughout your time there, and he tells you what time of year you should go there. He made his first map in 2015, I think it said, and he has updated it again and given different versions of it, and there's a version whether you want to include Alaska or not, which, believe it or not, does go into the 70s into the summer. Uh, So we're going to put on the website um, his map to give you some ideas of places to go. How to travel the United States comfortably year round. There have been so many people lately because of the very hot weather in Texas and down south um, about how many air conditioners they need. You know, most 40-foot motorhomes have two air conditioners, but if you are going to be in a very hot and humid climate, you probably need three, which is a lot of power. We only have two, and that's been fine for us because why? We follow the 70s. We follow the 70s. But if you do want to go to Texas, you need to start there on January 1st. (laughs) Really? Yes. Because that's when it's finally. So he starts in Brownsville, Texas on January 1st. Right. Well, that's about right. We've been down there about that time, and that's uh, when the 70s are there. And certainly that's the case in Florida. He has another one that starts in Florida. And. 
you can just follow this map and see lots of interesting things. One goes up the eastern seaboard, one goes up the middle of the United States, and and so the 70s are something to aspire to. And if you're in the mood to travel, that's a good way to plan your route. Unless you're still working. Well, who does that? <laughs> These days, working. everybody works from home, right? I would hope so. Well, working from your RV, I guess, uh, would be an entirely possible. Now, take a look at, uh, at the next click link is the Maps of America that make us question everything we know about the United States. This is a very interesting link, and it has maps of the United States that are keyed to various different criteria, different criteria. like uh, not just weather, but characteristics that the states have. For example, one of the maps shows you where to camp to avoid earthquakes, and it shows you which, <laughs> the states with the most which earthquakes. states with the most and the strongest earthquakes. And lots of other interesting maps that just divide the United States up into. Here's one for... Tree diversity. Tree diversity. Oh, that's be interesting. Higher education. Higher education. Where the big cities are. I think we might yeah. know that. So anyway, this is just a, a listing of the various categories and how they're divided by states. There's a map of where all the railroads go, and now I know why we spend our lives sitting at railroad crossings <laughs> in the Chicago area. Oh, boy. Because everybody comes through here. So that would be, you have to go to the website, uh, our website, to get the link. Um, it's not one that's easily uh, mentioned, but it's called, it's news.hometalk.com. Everything to Know Maps USA. So if you want to do a search on that, that would be a interesting site to, to visit. Have you been contacted by Netflix about not sharing your password? For being a cheater, cheater, cheater? <gasps> Have you been contacted? No. But I think Netflix is about to make a serious play to keep uh, passwords from being shared by other people. Oh, Costco, too. I can't believe that either. So are they going to be mad if we move Well, around? this is what's really interesting is, is that many RVers, including us, use Netflix as, we're on, the place. Uh, as we're on the road. And the word is, is that you're going to have to come back to your domicile every 90 days or else your account is going to be disabled. Do you need to use a VPN then? I hadn't thought about that. Well, I think we've used Netflix overseas with a VPN. Yes, but the pro problem is for many people uh, who don't have a VPN. Well, who don't have a VPN, or they don't have a. They're not going to be. They don't have a home address. So I'm wondering if full timers are thinking about this. If you have a Netflix account, if you're going to hand or a Costco. No, Costco is okay because you just carry the card. You just uh -huh. have, to, have to have a picture ID. They're just checking more. Yeah, now. they're just checking the names, but with this. Because you're going to be on the road and your IP address will change its location regularly, what are you going to do about that? And I should also mention that uh, on our trip here to the Dunes, we kind of uh, were testing our streaming capabilities. We got a new hotspot from T-Mobile. And this was our first chance to really give it a test. When we changed over to T-Mobile for our phones, they had a special deal, which you might want to check out for if you're in the over 65 category that we are. They had a special deal to get a hotspot for $25 a month, unlimited data. And we took advantage of that. And we have tested it, of course, at home, but this was the first time that we actually took it on the road. I did not take our DirecTV <gasps> system. I did not use the satellite dish. <gasps> <laughs> and 
I decided to just give streaming a try. <laughs> People are going to think you go camping to watch TV. No, but it's nice to have it as an alternative, and in the morning we like to watch the shows. And we knew we were going to be close enough to Chicago to pick up over-the-air TV, but I wasn't sure how the streaming was going to be. And the T-Mobile hotspot worked very well, uh, and it streamed as well as at home, but we still have this problem with being able to record stuff. And streaming just does not allow you to do as much recording and of course the thing i really hate is commercials so when i record i like to be able to fast forward that's really why you record these days well no i record to time shift so we can watch it at a different time but But a lot of you could stream it at a yeah and we've been watching a few things on hulu where you can't do that where you have to watch the commercials smoke is coming out of his ears because the show i wanted to watch right now was on hulu and you have to sit through every commercial we're just not used to doing that anymore we just don't sit through commercials or the beginnings and ends of the movies and all that sort of stuff it's just very nice to fast forward and i have a couple of articles here which i'm going to share with you on the website uh, if you go there and you click on the links because some streaming services allow for decent DVR service. Some services uh, allow you to go through commercials and some don't. So I think that uh, we need to come to a consensus here, gang, what we're going to be using for our streaming services. Because I see this, I would like to get rid of the satellite system uh, all total and just go to streaming. And I think with the T-Mobile, maybe we can do that. But I don't know that I want to give up the capability to get rid of commercials. There's a fundamental problem here. Really? TV is not free. And if you're not watching commercials, then the people aren't going to put their commercials up to be seen and subsidize your TV. So then you're going to have to have TV with no commercials that you pay more for. But I'm paying $200 a month for direct TV service. And we pay for Hulu. Extra. And then we stream and, and we can't pass. And I pay for Netflix extra, but it doesn't have commercials. But I want to say that somewhere along the line you got to pay for something. And I do pay. Okay. And okay. I... I pay for the DVR so that I can zip through the commercials. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess she's put my well, put me in my place. No, I wanted the rant to finish. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't ranted in a while, have I? <laughs> so maybe you'd like to take a look at this uh, link and decide for yourself how you're going to handle commercials maybe you don't mind commercials i don't know well with this show that we've just been watching but, i have a, a magazine on my lap and when the commercial <laughs> comes on i read an article and by the time i have that article finished i go back to the tv show well i'm not sure exactly how we should handle this and the other problem is that you, it's hard to do an a b comparison with a lot of other people because people's viewing habits are mm-hmm. so different yeah. different people want to watch different channels and some are really big into sports which we are not and and that costs different money, and it's very hard to compare and do research, I think. Yeah. So I would be interested to hear what our listeners have to say. You know now how we feel. But I did feel that streaming with the T-Mobile device was just as good as it was at home. There Beautiful. was no uh, staggering. And, I forgot that's what we were yeah, doing. Yeah, it was hard to believe. And using our Tableau, which is the device that connects up here at home, so it connects up to our antenna here at home, and it broadcasts the local channels that it receives from the antenna over the Internet. So with the Tableau, I could watch the channel 
the channels that we get here on our antenna at home uh, on the road. And that's very convenient because there I can indeed fast forward through the commercials. But there's one caveat there. It cannot record and play at the same time. So I have to wait for the news to be over before I can play it back and fast forward through the commercials. But that's a device I own right here at home. But it does allow me to fast forward through commercials that are on over-the-air TV. But if you want to look at anything cable, you have to do a streaming service, and that's going to be a problem. So if you want to compare various streaming services, there is an option. You want to compare these lineups for each of these services? Check out Streamable's Matchmaker Tools, suppose.tv, S-U-P-P-O-S-E, and mybundle.tv. All of them allow you to plug in the channels you care about and a list of streaming services that match. Each tool has its strengths and weaknesses, so I suggest giving them all a look. And so, I have the link for that. So somebody is trying to confront this dilemma. But they don't talk about the DVR. Now, when you you are done choosing the kind of streaming service <laughs> that you are going to have, you might feel somewhat dissatisfied by the TV that came with your RV. Especially uh, if it's 10 years old like ours. Yeah. And, and Can low, I replace our TV? Low-end t- um, units sometimes have really crappy TVs, too, or small TVs. Yes. But when you contemplate having a large TV, which in our host household is always slightly larger <laughs> than the space allotted. No, uh, not at all. And you look at the... the big this TV I have is a 65-inch. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's going to say, he only has a 65. That's it? That's the space allotted. It's smaller than the space allotted. I can easily put a 75 in there. And even though TVs are much cheaper than they used to be, you just, so once you've solved the problem of which streaming service you're going to bring, give your precious dollars to, you might find yourself feeling somewhat dissatisfied when you're watching these shows in your RV, because a lot of RVs come with very small TVs, cheaper RVs tend to come with cheap TVs, and you might find yourself thinking, wouldn't it be nice to have a slightly bigger one that you can put into your rig? And even though these days TVs weigh a lot less than they used to, when you think about the wall of your rig and you think about drilling a hole, you don't want it to break the wall when you hang the TV up. You don't want to, to make a hole. That's and this big, is a serious problem with that, RVs. It's big where you come out of your RV Because the, the wall board will not support any weight whatsoever. It's very flimsy. Most RV manufacturers put a a nice piece of wood in certain areas where TVs are going to be mounted because behind the board is well, there'll be a nice big board that you can screw into. Which So we have a uh, link to an article that tells you exactly what to do and how to do it so that you don't take down the wall of your RV and have as big a TV as you can. Yeah, even the studs in m- many RVs are aluminum, so they don't hold much weight and you can't use standard c- connectors to... To tie into them, so you'll want to have a spot that you know is designed for a TV, and not every spot in your RV is is that way. That's that's for a fairly large TV, of course. Mm-hmm. If you've got a really small one, that's not really much of an issue. Another great idea is to power your TV with solar power, and it seems like a lot of people can't get enough solar to maintain anything approaching a modern lifestyle. But Lippert has come up uh-huh. with a flexible solar awning. This is a great idea. It's a wonderful idea. So the awning that you pull out from your RV 
is also solar panels and it will charge your batteries and give you solar power so you don't have to mount them on the roof and I would assume that because most of these awnings are actually quite a lot larger than the space you have on the roof that they would actually provide quite a lot of power. And then when you roll up your awning, you keep them cleaner than if they're oh, just yeah, that's outside a good idea all the time. Too, yeah. Don't have leaves falling on them or whatever. So an, a nice bi- an advancement in the Are these in the expensive? RV. Did you look them up? I didn't see how much they cost. Uh-huh. We hope to be going to the RV Tampa Super Show this yeah. winter, so yeah. we'll hopefully we'll be able to take a look at them. Uh, an innovation that you might want to take a look at is Adventure Genie. We talked about AI just a little bit earlier in regards to photography, but a new innovation to hit the RV scene is Adventure Genie, an artificial intelligence trip planning tool specifically designed for RVers. This AI technology simplifies trip planning by catering to the unique requirements of RV travelers while offering a personalized experience. Adventure Genie uses next-generation technology to intuit what RVers want when planning adventures. <laughs> the online tool harnesses the power of AI to provide users with comprehensive, timely information on RV parks, campgrounds, and amenities. The tool considers factors such as location, the traveler's budget, preferred activities, and travel duration to create a customized itinerary that suits the preferences of each RVer. I have not tried this out, but from what I know, at my stage of the game with AI experiences, I would use this as a place to start planning a trip, and then I would go through it and check it and see if the things that it says are really true and feasible and complete. But when you're a brand new traveler and you hardly know where to begin, it would be a place to begin. Yeah, and that's adventuregenie.com, I assume. So once again, they're using the buzzwords of uh, AI to help you plan your... And I was amazed with the photography, so maybe I'll be amazed here too that it will take uh, the idea of planning and making it (laughs) into an AI. Uh, Another planning site is... uh, New features that have been re- released by Dirt D Y R T, which offers free zero reservation fees and online maps and more. The Dirt has launched several new features for 2023. These new features will, ch- will change the game for our viewers and campers, saving you money and time. Their app lists the most campgrounds, reviews, and tips, and all than all of the other apps. So we don't use dirt, but we might, um, and that's at the dirt t h e d y r t dot com. No, but it implies that it has a free component. I don't know how it works exactly. Mm-hmm. Once again, we will have to refer to our listeners to give us feedback. Mm-hmm. We're getting lazy. <laughs> Well, well, we have a lot. We haven't been camping, and so we don't. And know. we have a lot of that stuff kind of in our heads that we can just research on our own without a. We're our own AI? Oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Got to keep the wheels lubricated in there. <laughs> Mrs. AI. I just bow down to her, and she tells me everything I need to know. Hmm, that's how that works. Well, as you can probably tell, uh, if you have been listening to us for a while, 
Ken, Why would they? Ken makes the agenda for the podcast, and I just chime in when I think it's appropriate. <laughs> and it, it amused me that he put something on the agenda today without talking to me about it, which happens fairly often, and we had totally different reactions to it. Yes. And that was um, an RV that is a number of RVs that are being sold without dinettes. So this is a... A review, and the review is titled, Three Terrific Travel Trailers Without Dinettes. Looking for travel trailers without dinettes is the question. I can't say I blame you. I almost never use my dinette except as a catch-all for clutter while at the campsite. If I intend to keep this trailer, I would seriously think about thinking of a smart way to remove the dinette. And this is an article that I read, and I thought, oh, my God. A, a trailer without a dinette, and I thought that could be really cool because <laughs> depending on where you I camp, can't. you expect to have a picnic table, and you are camping during the seventy degree temperatures when you want to be outside, and you just take your food and plates outside and eat there, and then you have all that space inside for something else. Well, and the way these work basically is they have something like a sofa, and they have a temporary table that you set up where you'd sit next to each other on a rainy day and watch the TV. <laughs> <laughs> and eat dinner that way. So instead of having a dedicated dinette, but a dedicated dinette is useful. It can be used for sleeping. As a desk. As a desk when you want it as an office when you need it that way. I can't imagine having an RV without a dinette. It just doesn't seem to make sense. you go outside work on your computer outside. <sighs> well... I, I like is, to leave it set up so... It if will, space is limited, I make choices. These are all small... RVs, right. you know, less than 25 right. feet. Well, you don't and have so a lot of room. You don't have a lot of room, I guess, and you, I, I guess that it would be possible for you to not have a dinette. I don't know. You so put up the table every time you want to eat? Yuck. No, you go outside and sit on the picnic table. You have to walk all the way outside? Just so- <sighs> He's getting old, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so we will put a link up if you feel like you want to pursue not having a dinette in your trailer. Well, they, and they, they, this is a review of these three new modern uh, RVs uh, trailers that don't have dinettes. So I guess it's something that people want. I, manufacturers uh, obviously put things together that people want to buy. RV boo-boos. Propane goes boom. Oh, I hate to think about it. A little propane leak has nothing to stif- sniff at. If you smell propane in your rig, get out. Shut off the tank and and or the cylinder valves and air it out. We don't know the outcome of the folks with this rig, but we hope that nobody was home at the time. And it's a nice picture of a blown-out rig <laughs> because they had propane. <sighs> when we had propane and electricity, like for our fridge and other stuff, I used to like the thought that it gave me a backup system. But I find that the more I know about propane, the less I like it, and I really don't miss it at all. Uh, we don't miss it at all. <laughs> I would say definitely get rid of the propane. And it gives you a lot of extra space because you don't have that tank. And you have don't have the, the complexity of having another system that you have to maintain and worry about. And worry about running out midstream when yeah. you're trying to do something and you yeah. don't have as any as left. You, yeah, as long as you have a generator, I think, to keep things running, that's... Uh, it's worthwhile to have uh, or <laughs> worth it to get rid of the propane system. So I would look at all electric. Well, I think we are thinking about next month, and we will be off again. We'll be on the road? Well, at the end of the month. 
When we're making the podcast, will we we'll, be on the road? Well, we'll have one more podcast before we're on the road, oh. and then and then we will be. I am ready to go. Ready to go. So we have the month of July uh, ahead of us, and we are looking forward to lots of summer activities, and we hope that we will see some of our camping friends in the near, not too distant future, and we hope that you can get out and hit the road and. <laughs> Hit the bumps and enjoy the great outdoors and the good weather. And hopefully, you can use the map to find the seventies. Although at this summer, it doesn't seem that's that's <laughs> easily. That's why our next trip is going to the Arctic. We want to hedge our bets. Ah, uh, yes, the Arctic. Okay, so. <laughs> With that said, we will say goodbye for this time and hope to see you in a campground near us in September. But uh, for the time being, we hope that you have a great time camping. Thanks for listening. Happy travels. Bye for now. Bye.